Hello, this is Reading with Finest. I'm Finest. I'm reading African Myths of Origin today. The story from African Myths of Origin that I'm reading is Mali Biro and the Escape from Mali. Follow me at Everything's Just Fine on Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Hey, 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 read every day. If not, I got you. Today's the day. Let's do it. I'm feeling this story. It looks like a fun one. A lot of words. I, I just skimmed past it and I was like, oof, this is going to be fun. So let's do it. Yeah. All right. Mali Bureau and the Escape from Mali. The modern oral accounts from of the origins of the Zarma, a Songhai speaking group living southeast of the Gao who moved there after the fall of the empire in, in 1590, reflect more recent conditions. 19th century oppression by Fluna and Toragic raiders and offer somewhat more symbolic elements, recalling regional creation myths. The story is retold from several versions collected by a Nigerian scholar before 1980. Ooh, the, before the 80s, so 70s. Let's start. Zab Zabargan Zabarkin was a hero, was a warrior who came to Mecca to serve the Prophet Muhammad in his wars. For a leader without men cannot make war, and the Prophet had put out a call for men to come to him. Zabarkan fought on behalf of the Prophet for many years. He had a daughter. The daughter was taken captive by the enemies of the Prophet and carried off. Zabarkin went to the Prophet Muhammad and demanded his assistance in the return of his daughter. The Prophet summoned his companions and told them they must rescue the daughter of Zabarkin. They did so, and she was restored to her father. The daughter was young and beautiful, but after her captivity, no man asked to marry her. Zabarkin went to the Prophet Muhammad and complained <coughs> that his daughter... Uh, remain unwed. The prophet told him to wait, that the young woman must be considered as a widow and that the stipulated period of mourning should pass. Uh, Zabarkin exercised his patience and awaited for a time, but still no man asked to marry his daughter. He went again to the prophet and, quest and requested his assistance, but the prophet had no more advice. So Zabarkin left the land of Mecca and traveled until he came to Mali. There he settled. A son was born to him there and they named him Sumbo. He was the first Zarmakoi or leader of the Zarms. At the time, the Fluna and the Tard to too rich ruled the land. They tormented Zabarkin's people in many ways. The one which Sumbo found most offensive involved clothing. The young men would go down to the river to bathe and leave their clothes on the banks. The Flunin and the Tuarg, Tuarg youths would come to st and steal the clothes, forcing the Zarma men to walk naked through the village. 
often the Tuarich and Fluna would use the clothes of the Zarma used to clean themselves of filth. Sumbo determined to end these outrages and insults, and he took console with other young men of his age. One night, they hid with their spears in the reeds by the riverbank. The next day, they went to, to bathe as usual. The young Turich and Fluna came as usual and seized the clothes. Then Sumbo and his uh, companions dashed from the water, seized the weapons they had and concealed and slew the Turich and Fluna youths. They spared, they spared none. They killed them all and left the bodies laying by the riverbank. Among the slain were the sons of the prince of the Turich and the prince of Fluna. At that time, the Zarma had seven drums of different sizes, which they used to, to send signals. Sumbo and his companions returned to their village and sounded the largest of the seven drums, known as Sumbonkana, Sumbokan. At the sound of Sobokan, the most urgent of the drum calls, everyone would drop what they were doing and come running. Men would seize their weapons and their horses and come ready for war. Women would seize food. The Zarma assembled in Sumbo informed them that they that he and his companions had killed the bully boys of the Fluna and the Turich, and that among them were the sons of the prince. The Zarma decided to leave the country. One of them was a slave named Al Almin, a wise man. He alone in the country possessed a bull. He told them what to do. They gathered reeds and grass and wove them into a great mat, such as are used at the bottom of gurneys to keep the grain the, the grain dry. They, then they assembled all the zarma on the top of the mat. They placed all the people and the sheep and the goats and the horses on the mat. They did not have cattle. They used almond's bull as their guide. They, they left the bull on the ground to indicate their course. In the meantime, a blacksmith, a Gar Asa, went to, to an old Fluna woman and asked her for tobacco. She refused him. Why should she give him tobacco? For news, he, for news, he answered. And he told her how the Fluna boys had been killed on the riverbank. Then he came back to the Zarma village to find all the people on the mat and the map rising into the air. He cried for help, calling on Sumbo. He said he was like a blind hyena that could not survive in the wild and could not live in the town. Sumbo took pity and stretched down his whip. The Garsa seized it and so was carried into the air. Following the bull, the flying Garni traveled along the river, landing at night for the people to sleep. They made many stops along the way Sumbo's brother, Teal Om Buti, planned treachery. Envying his brother, his brother's new authority, he went to the Torich and told them how Sumbo had killed their young men and how he and the Zarma were traveling on a garni down the river. The Torich came and attacked the Zarma, but Sumbo had foreknowledge of the attack. He prepared his warriors and they defeated the Torich. They were driven off and Tilly, Tilly Umbuti 
went with them. He became the ancestor of the Dawson. The Pharma, the Zarma finally settled near Sargan. And what is and that is where Sambo, who took the name Mili Biro, is buried. Wow. They traveled quite a while on a basically a magic carpet. Um while uh the name and I also like the name almonds for some reason. It's A L Mines, almonds, all mines, all mine, all mine. Anyways, I like that name. Um, my favorite thing in the story was, yeah, that he had a a, a bull that I thought was going to drag the whole town because he was going to be so huge and massive. But actually, somehow it just floated in the air or down the river. Was it floating down the river? And the bull was guiding it? Were they in the river? And it wasn't float. When it means floating, it wasn't floating in air. It was floating on the on the river. And the bull was carrying it. I see. That's my favorite thing now. Figuring things out. Oh, thank you for listening. That was Reading with Finest. I'll be here tomorrow to read to you again. Um, yeah, come back. Listen, if you're not going to read every day, just you know, listen to me every day. Try to do both. Why not? Uh, yeah, so, hey, hey, read every day. If not, I'm here. Today's the day. Go do some things. Try some things. Why not? You only live once that we know of. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening.